0: I'm Kelby, and I love cartoons. If you're anything like me, cartoons and animation provide a well-needed escape from the stresses of the real world. So come join me in this little corner of the world that I've created for myself and for you too. We all like cartoons here. Welcome to Kelby's Cartoon Corner. This week we're escaping into the land of Ooh. I'm assuming you've seen the title of this episode and you've seen that this is part one, covering seasons one through five. I didn't realize what a huge task it would be to watch 10 seasons worth of a show. I gave myself a month to do it and I'm still just now starting season six. So give me a little bit of grace and some time as I finish the back half of the show. But in the meantime, we can definitely discuss seasons one through five. This show is considered by many to be in the top three biggest Animated shows of the 2010s and there's absolutely no time to waste because we have so much to talk about. So let's escape into the land of ooh together All right, y'all i've been gone for About a month Happy april remember that time that I said that the adventure time episode was going to go up on march 20th. That was a lie We knew better I Yeah, okay, so here we are I I am I started season six. Bro, it's also two in the morning. So hello. Good morning. How are y'all doing? I've got a new setup. I ordered some acoustic foam and just did not bother to put it up because I'm stressed because I feel like I'm going to have to reorganize my entire bedroom in order to place this acoustic foam somewhere because the place that I have in my bedroom to record right now is facing a window and I'm just big stressed about how I'm gonna have to reorganize my entire bedroom to make this work. Also, it's about a thousand degrees in this little tent that I've made in my bedroom. It is hot as hell in here, and it's probably because I've been moving a lot for the last, like, 20 minutes trying to get these blankets up, but also it's just hot in general. It's hot in this house, just in this little tent that I've made. Also, like, I don't know how much anybody cares about stuff like this, but I, every time that I record audio, I can hear clicks in the background because I'm using a mouse. I find, oh, actually, I'm going to turn her off because I forgot that I had it on. Um, This episode's going to be fun. We're going to have... We're going to be a little lax because it's 2 in the morning and this has to go up in 8 hours. (laughs) Yeet. Uh, I downloaded a thingy thing on my phone so now I can use my phone as my mouse. And I should have done that from the beginning because I knew a thing like that existed, but I didn't think about it until just now. So... (laughs) Within the last three hours, I have finished a script, re-put up my little recording studio that I have in my bedroom, like, listen to a thousand different things on YouTube. I'm just, we're big ADD energy over here right now, so hope y'all are ready. Hope you're strapped in. Let's go. Also, this script is not as long as I would have liked, but again, I typed 11 of these 14 pages in the last hour, so also, unsure how coherent this is going to be. Okay, we need to, we need to get... Focused. Let's go. Let's talk about adventure time. Good God. Okay. <laughs> Adventure Time is typically bundled with the likes of Steven Universe and Gravity Falls as the top three best story-driven animated shows of the previous decade. When Steven Universe started, I know a lot of people kind of passed over it because they just assumed that it was an Adventure Time knockoff. But, like, even if that were true, both shows are great, so I don't understand why you would do that to yourself to deny yourself the joy of experiencing two great cartoons. Personally, as somebody who was around while all these shows were on, but not necessarily into them during the hype, I'm loving having way too many shows to love and be involved in. I wish I had been involved during the hype, because that's the best time to be involved in any show. But regardless, I'm enjoying it. We love cartoons. Alright, also, y'all, I'm gonna need just a smidge of grace as I try to figure out this new layout for the—why is it not scrolling? Also, this edit is just going to be rough, because I'm just going to be cutting out just the parts where I've been silent as I'm trying to figure out how the hell to scroll. Adventure Time specifically was the first of these shows to air, starting in 2010. I would have been in high school by that time, and I definitely remember seeing people around me be into the show. I remember people wearing Finn hats and stuff, but not really getting the hype around the show. This was also the time where I was just, like, in that mindset where I was getting too old for cartoons, like an idiot. Like... The, as soon as I decided that I was too old for cartoons is when all the best cartoons started happening, like Regular Show, Adventure Time, Steven Universe, all the great shows, Gravity Falls, they all started happening as soon as I was like, you know what, I don't feel like I need to be watching cartoons anymore. What the hell was I thinking? Not that Adventure Time isn't great all the way through so far, but all a lot of the plot stuff is slow building and requires a lot of backstory and world building, so for a good portion of the show, especially really early on, there isn't a lot happening to really drive the story forward and just because there's more of the seemingly quote-unquote filler episodes compared to the super plot-heavy episodes, again, especially early on, that would have been the kind of stuff that it would have been on whenever I turned it on TV. So that that's what I would assume, would have assumed that the whole show was slash is. Now, in typical... Uh, style for me of late I did ruin the entirety of the show for myself by watching a timeline video to see what it was really all about and I absolutely spoiled all the major plot points however I'm learning that just watching the timeline videos does not dictate how I will feel about the show as a whole I spoiled Gravity Falls for myself and was still captivated by the mystery I spoiled Steven Universe and was still in love with the music I spoiled Korra but was grossly wrong about her avatar journey And continuing on that trend, I know about the history of the world of Adventure Time, but that doesn't mean that I'm not in love with the characters and their adventures. I haven't finished the whole show, but, like, knowing what eventually happens is kind of making it worth it for me. Like, does that make sense? Like, I know that Bubblegum and Marceline end up together in the, at the end and in the future specials on HBO. I know that, but because I know that, I feel like I'm reading into all these little moments that I don't know if I would pick up on if I didn't spoil the show for myself. Like, the fact that PB still has a shirt of Marceline's that she sleeps in is a big giveaway, and I probably would have caught that. But just having that context in the back of my head is really, like, helping – it's helping me stay engaged in a way because I know all these things that are going to be happening. A lot of the shows that I spoil for myself, which is a lot of modern cartoons, honestly, end up giving me a weird feeling. Like, I know the story that's being told, at least in the broad strokes, but I'm experiencing it for the first time. I got that with Gravity Falls, especially. I knew there was a mystery happening, but I also knew who was behind the journals going into the show. But that didn't stop the emotional weight of the show from hitting me. And Steven was the same way, honestly. You can watch all the timeline videos you want, but nothing will prepare you for hearing It's Over, Isn't It?, or even Change Your Mind for the first time and that's what's so great about all these modern cartoons there's so much emotional weight to the stories being told and it's slow building over multiple seasons also, yo, I (laughs) okay, pause, time out I just, this whole script comes full circle this is so well articulated for having been composed over two days and massive sleep deprivation I'm just, look at me huh, okay, alright Also, Madison is in the living room, and she's told me that she could, like, when I was going, putting these curtains up, she was like, I can hear you. And so I hope she could hear me right now, just, like, screaming into this microphone about how proud I am that this script all came together. Just, come on, serendipity. We love it. Okay. Uh, The other side of that, however, is that if you aren't along for the whole ride from beginning to end, you're liable to miss stuff. And that's what I'm finding with Adventure Time. I'm trying to watch so much show, where even the episodes that aren't directly tied into the plot end up becoming something that furthers the lore and the world building. And that's what I'm running into, is where I'm skipping around, and I feel like I'm missing little bits. But I'm not, like, I'm not missing huge chunks of story, but just, like, little moments, you know, that I'm not picking up on because I'm skipping around. And I'm The farther into the show I get, the less I'm trying to skip. But why in the world is season 5 52 episodes? Why is season 5 longer than any other season? And then seasons, like, 9 and 10 are both, like, 10 episodes each. What the heck? What are we doing? That does not... I don't like that inconsistency between the seasons. Like, I should be able... Like, if it takes me one day to watch one season, it should take me 10 days to watch the whole show. But it doesn't. (laughs) Frust. All right. I want to say outright before I get in too far into this that I am enjoying Adventure Time. I was really worried that this was going to turn into another Code Lyoko where it took me like three months to watch the whole show and it was torturous getting through it. But I'm pleased to say that that has not been my experience thus far. I love the story and the world. I'm just overwhelmed with how much story is happening and how much I'm going to eventually have to talk about. Like this... This episode specifically is just me talking about what I like and fun episodes, like, spaced throughout the five seasons that I've seen so far. And then next week is going to be when I have to talk about the entirety of the show, (laughs) all ten seasons. And I don't know if I'm ready for that. Like, I just am, again, overwhelmed by how much story is being crammed into these ten seasons One thing that I do want to talk about, because I'm not sure where else I'm going to have a chance to mention it, is the voice cast. Holy crap. Not even the main cast, like the guest voices specifically. I'm getting so good at identifying voices. And honestly, the episode with Rattleballs in season five, I knew his voice sounded familiar. And at the very end of the episode, I sat up and was like, that sounds like Rain Wilson. Like that sounds 100% like Dwight. And I was right. And I was super excited about that one. Rain Wilson was the only voice I specifically remembered, and I haven't seen the whole show yet, but I did do a quick Google search and found a BuzzFeed list of guest actors that have been on the show. Neil Patrick Harris as Prince Bubblegum, which now that I think about it, yeah, I definitely hear his voice. Mark Hamill has such a range as a voice actor, but also usually I can hear his voice, but I totally missed him as the fear feaster. Maybe in the moment I heard it, but, like, in all honesty, sometimes these episodes just play in the background as I do stuff if I don't think that they're going to be super plot-heavy. So maybe I would have noticed his voice if I had really been paying attention, but in that moment, I was not. So I definitely didn't recognize his voice. Really quickly, I also wanted to mention Tom Kenny because he has a really iconic voice. Like, everybody knows the voice of SpongeBob, right? But this guy also does the voice of the Ice King and Hugh from Final Space. Hello? Also, another quick... Google search and Tom Kenny has been in a lot of stuff. Like, he apparently is in Solar Opposites, but I don't know what character he plays because I couldn't find any information. Um, that just was just on the list. Uh, he plays the alien Chuck in Kid Cosmic on Netflix, which I haven't finished but it is good. Again, now that I think about it, yes, that's definitely his voice. He also played Rabbit in the Winnie the Pooh movie from 2011. Hello? Like, I didn't know that in the moment, and then I googled it, and I played that whole scene, and I was like, oh my, yes, that is Tom Kenny. Just lit. We love that. Tie them in a knot, piglet. Can you tie a knot? I cannot. Ah, so you can knot. No, I cannot knot. Knot knot? Who's there? Pooh! Freaking, I love that movie. Y'all know I love Pooh, But just like, I love that movie. Gazoontide, <laughs> I beg your pardon? You sneezed, just as you were going to tell me what the first thing to do is. I didn't sneeze. Oh, you did, owl. No, I didn't. You can't sneeze without knowing it. or oh, you can't know it without something having been sneezed. Right. As I was saying, first, issue a r- He's doing it again. Owl, you might be What does he say? You might be catching a cold. I'll probably catch it too. No, no, no. The word is issue, not achu, and achu isn't even a word. It's just a sort of a sneezy sound like achu. Perhaps you should lie down. All right. Listen. When I was typing this out, I played that whole scene out in my head. Those two scenes are not synonymous. The sneezing scene with Owl is at the beginning of the movie. The other one is when they're all trapped in the pit at the end. I just need y'all to know that I do in fact know quotes of movies (laughs) at two in the morning on a Saturday. Just yeet. So again, yes, Tom Kenny voiced Rabbit in the movie. And I was just shook when I found that out. Full, full circle. Let's go, let's come back in. (laughs) Okay, yeah. We learn something new every day over here, man. Like, now I really need to listen for his voice and more stuff. So, anyway, we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about some of my favorite moments of Adventure Time. Um, I assume that's what you're here for, or nah. Or I mean, maybe, whatever. Maybe you listened, and then you're going to, like, check out and come back next week when we talk about the whole show. But, you know, whatevs. Season 1 episode 21, very specifically the Y Wolves. That was the very first time watching the show that I was I laughed out loud and thought, "Okay, yeah, I really like this show." <laughs> I don't remember anything else about that episode. I only remember the Y Wolves. I very specifically remember that I was folding laundry while that was happening, and that's probably why nothing specific sticks out in my head. Only Y Wolves, like head empty zero thoughts, Y Wolves. That's it. Not a specific episode, but just a point that I think needs to be made. I love Jake's dedication to Lady. They somehow feel super committed to each other, but also very casual at the same time. And for, I like that vibe. I appreciate that. Like, they have kids, and Jake moves in with Lady for an episode. But otherwise, they are they only really see each other every now and then. Like, that doesn't change the fact that I lost my place. Hello? I scrolled, and then it went, eh, eh, and went back up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That doesn't change the fact that they're super... Hello? Come on, words. I was doing so good. That doesn't change the fact that they're super committed to each other, though. There's a whole episode where Jake tries super hard to impress her parents. I think there's an episode where they go on a picnic or something. Is that the same episode? I don't remember. There's definitely an episode where Jake goes to the library and reads about the history of Rainicorns so that he'll be able to tell his future kids... Like, he'll be able to answer their questions if they ask him. I appreciate that. Again, we love a good dad in an animated show. Just like adult or otherwise. We love a good dad. We stand a solid father. (laughs) Jake and Lady's kids are also voiced by people with really recognizable voices, and again had no other place to insert this except right here. Jake Jr. is voiced by Kristen, I think it's Shaw, who voices Louise in Bob's Burgers, and TV, another of their offspring, is voiced by Dan Mintz who voices Tina. And again, I just I heard their voices and was like, oh that is Tina and Louise, and so I had to figure out who voices them. So let's talk about Lemongrab. I'm not going to come right out and say that he's a bad character, but he is not my favorite. (laughs) Is that a fair judgment? Like, I appreciate the comedy of his being super uptight about rules and stuff. Like, that's kind of fun. But then the whole story where he eats his brother and gets huge and, like, Lemon Hope and all that. I don't know. Something about that. I just don't vibe with that. It just feels weird to me. Just in general, I think he's good for comedy purposes, but he just is not my favorite so far. And, you know who else is not my favorite so far? LSP. Lumpy Space Princess. Again, because I spoiled the show for myself, I know she plays a bigger role, like, later. But right now, she's just kind of an annoying teenager. And, like, I'm, I i do not know. I just, it's one of those things that just, like, irks me. Just, like, her whole character. Like, that's her whole personality, is just being an annoying teenager. And I kind of would like a little bit more depth. And I'm hoping that it comes later on, because again, I know she plays a big role later in the show because I spoiled it for myself. I'm just hoping that her character kind of develops more over the next couple of seasons. All right, I'm talking a lot of smack about this show, so let's focus on some of my favorite parts and episodes for a second, just to lighten the mood a little bit. I like... Finn's little robot guy that he made out of an old microwave. I think his name is Neptur. I, like, typed that out and did not bother to Google and have no time for Googling right now. I think his name is Neptur. That's what I'm going with. He makes this little robot in season one, and then he gets tossed away, but he comes back in season four or five. I don't remember. And when Finn finds him, Neptur is like, oh, wow, I must be the best at playing hide and seek. And Finn is like, um, yeah, totally. We were definitely playing a game and I definitely did not toss you away like trash. Yes, absolutely. We were playing a game. I think he actually counts out how many days he was hidden. And it's it really is like years, (laughs) like years in between these two times that we've seen Neptur see and that's one of the things that if i'm just skipping around i don't get to appreciate those little moments like that but also there's so much of that just sprinkled throughout the entire show and i love it again it's just a lot of show to cover and i like and not miss anything because there's just there's so much crammed into so far what i've seen six seasons and it's just it's overwhelming to think about (laughs) trying to talk about all of it I did not think about what a Herculean task this would be when I wrote out what shows I was covering this year. Also, this is the longest show that I've covered, like, the longest-running show that I've covered so far, and I don't know why it didn't occur to me to do it in two parts. Like, that would have, first of all, that would have made watching it so much easier on myself because I'm just, like, every day I'm thinking about how much Adventure Time I need to watch in one day, and I just, like, it's the, like, weight of the overwhelm. (laughs) Because I just, I'm like, if I would just sit down and watch 10 episodes, it wouldn't take me that long. But just, like, the idea that I have to sit down and watch 10 episodes is overwhelming for some reason. So, yeet. That's where I am right now. We are struggling. to get through this show and it's not that I don't like it like I don't want it to come across like I don't like this show because Code Lyoko I struggled to get through that because it was and it wasn't again wasn't that I didn't like the show I had a lot of issues with Code Lyoko see my episode that I did about Code Lyoko honestly very proud of how that turned out because I expected it to be a full roast of that show and it actually turned out pretty okay (laughs) very proud of how the Code Lyoko episode came together but the show as a whole not my favorite like, if I if i had done a little bit more research and I had thought about what the show was going to be about, probably would have just skipped that one, honestly. We could have just gone and done something else. But, you know, you live and you learn. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I am not an animation expert by any means, but I do appreciate when things look nice. You know what I mean? There's a season two episode called Guardians of Sunshine where Finn and Jake get sucked into a video game, and the way it's animated is just fun. In the same way that I appreciate how Big Mouth will sometimes shake up the intro a little bit, I appreciate when shows mess with the art style a little bit. Uh, Just to bring a little bit of a different aesthetic is nice sometimes. I don't remember much about this episode specifically, but I do remember that I liked the way it looked and I felt like that was worth mentioning. (laughs) Being slowly introduced to Susan Strong is kind of cool. In the same way that I was still captivated by the mystery of Gravity Falls, even though I spoiled it for myself, I like getting to meet Susan slowly over many episodes. I like the mystery surrounding her because she's human but she lives with these like half human half fish people but she's not like them either it's just neat and that's something that if I hadn't ruined the show for myself I'd be excited to see these threads of her story unravel a little bit at a time. Mystery Train was a fun episode too. I love a good murder mystery and I love that it was all for Finn to have a fun birthday. And then at the end they find out that Jake didn't really have a plan to like stop the train so they all could have died. That's fun. That's a fun episode. (laughs) The Limit is also a cool episode because we know that Jake has these weird powers that lets him stretch and contort his body, but this is a really fun episode because we finally see him push himself too far. I like when cartoons can play with stuff like this. It's cool because now we know that Jake's body does have limits and he can't just stretch indefinitely. I like that a lot. Yo, season three has some really good episodes, honestly, just looking back through the titles. There are some really good episodes. We got The Wizard Battle, where we meet Abraka Daniel for the first time. He becomes a recurring character, though it's really sporadic. That episode is really fun. It's basically just Ice King trying to cheat in a fight to get to kiss PB. PB like cringe, gross, but like, okay. (laughs) Season three features the first Fiona and Cake episode two, and I love them. I love Cake specifically. She's so sassy, whereas Jake is kind of the straight man to Finn's craziness. Season three, episode 10, What Was Missing, has got to be one of my favorite episodes so far. Once again, spoiled the show for myself, so I know what's coming, but I picked up on what is their ship name? Is it Bubbleine? Is that what it is? I picked up on vibes this whole episode, like Marceline's song that she sings, her willingness to just like jump into the fray despite nothing of hers actually being stolen, unless uh, semicolon parenthesis unless you would like to argue that the thing that was stolen from her was PB, which I would argue I would I I'm here for that I ship them I stand, but like. In the moment she was just following them because they were running like he didn't the dude didn't like come through and like snatch anything of hers she was just like along for the ride so just you know that whole thing and then finding out at the end that pb still sleeps in one of marceline's shirts big vibes I, Ooh, we hit the table but like big vibes very happy very excited. we stand. we ship <laughs> we love it episode 12 of season three is the creeps which is a murder mystery episode very similar to the murder train episode Mystery Train, sorry. Mystery Train episode. Again, love a good murder mystery, and this one is like a game of Clue, and it's very fun. No One Can Hear You is a good, like, plot twist episode. I'm not going to say a whole lot about this one, but just, like, know that I thought it was really good. I really like this one. Again, good plot twist, good, like, finding out at the end that everything is not as seems. Just, it's good. It's a fun episode. I like it a lot. Season 3, episode 17. Thank you. Holy crap. This is so pure and good. And I love it so much. I love when a story can be told with no dialogue. Like we don't need words to know what these characters are thinking and the emotions that they're feeling. And that's what's great about animation being a visual medium. You don't have to have words. I also think that it's cool that Finn and Jake and Ice King are in the episode, but they're not the main focus. I kind of like that, especially in shows like Adventure Time, where you have such a wide cast of characters to choose from. Not every episode needs to be about Finn and Jake, or even Fiona and Cake. Like, we could have a whole episode about a side character, and that's fun and enjoyable, but it also adds so much depth to the world to know that these characters exist outside of their connection to the protagonist of the show. Like, this little dog comes back in later, and it's a way to bring this storyline back into focus with the main cast of the show, but it's also kind of a reminder that these characters exist outside of these little, like, snippets of story that they're involved in. Okay, side note, that is one of the big gripes that I have, but that I'm also hearing about the Digimon Adventure reboot. These characters have so much depth to, the depth to them, and we're not taking the time to focus on that at all. And that's one of the things that made the original show so good. The whole show feels like it's focused on Ty, which is fine because he's the quote-unquote leader of this group, but the whole show does not have to be about him for the show to be worth watching. And the same kind of thing with Adventure Time. The whole thing does not have to be only about Finn and Jake. There are so many other characters with so... So much backstory to them. And just I appreciate that they do take the time to tell the stories behind these characters. I'm going to come back around to that later. But I do appreciate that they're taking the time to tell the stories behind multiple characters. And not just have the whole show be focused on Finn and Jake. Because again, that's what's happening with the Digimon Adventure reboot. And I'm, like, impassioned (laughs) about this topic. Just... I like Joe and all the other kids just as much as I like Tai Chi, okay? We don't have to have the whole show be focused on him. It's not the Tai Chi show. It's about all the kids. All right, just look out because I am ready to write a 30-page essay on the differences between Adventure 99 and the Adventure 2020 reboot and why both shows are good, but not today. Today is for Adventure Time. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about Holly Jolly Secrets, y'all, because I have a bone to pick here. I have made no secret of the fact that I love Christmas. So I am offended that no one told me that the Ice King backstory episode was also the Christmas special. No one warned me ahead of time. No one. Not a single soul. I made so many Facebook posts saying, hey, what are the best episodes of Adventure Time? Like, if I had to just like pick random episodes what are the episodes of Adventure Time that I need to see and I got good responses and I appreciate that but also Nerea Soul told me that the Ice King episode arguably one of the heaviest episodes of the entire series up to this point was also the Christmas special I'm not I'm just I'm not angry I'm just shook that no one thought that it was important to tell me (laughs) I knew this episode was gonna hit hard, okay, again, spoiled the whole show for myself, knew what was going on, but no one, not a single soul, told me the episode in which we get the context for Ice King's whole way of existing was the Christmas special. Also, not sure where this falls as, like, a continu- a con- continuity error or whatever, but, like, we learn about Ice King, all right? We learn that he's a guy named Simon under the spell of some kind of magic, right? We learn all of this, and then two episodes later, when he's back on his shit, we have zero empathy for him. So, like, not a continuity error, I guess, just, like, a gripe that I have as far as character development. Like, I just... I'm disappointed. <laughs> I don't know what I wish was different, though, because, like, part of Adventure Time is just Ice King trying to kidnap princesses, right? Like, that's his whole thing. It wouldn't be the same show without it. But now we know why he does it, and we're still just going to be jerks to him, because something about that just doesn't sit right with me also the end monologue by Shelby the Worm is very fun (laughs) honestly the listing of all these random characters wearing Christmas sweaters and then just randomly going a booger like I don't know what the hell that hit me so I mean wheezing like had to get up and walk away because that just hit me so because I think it's the fact that at the beginning of this episode like Jake has a flashback where he saw Ice King bury this suitcase full of videotapes under this pile of boogers as I don't know if that was why that hit me so hard or if it It was just the fact that it was randomly a booger in the middle of – and it was a little bitty booger with a little bitty Christmas sweater sitting next to it on the floor. I think maybe that was part of it. It's like the visuals and the fact that it was just like randomly a booger. I don't know, man. It was just very funny. It hit me so hard. Like (laughs) – the old crazy tart totaler, toter, I always say totaler, I don't know why. The old crazy tart toter, the punch bowl, a booger, gunter, would all get together while wearing really big sweaters and watch videos on the floor next to a fire to celebrate the day that Finn and Jake had a fleeting moment of empathy for the biggest weirdo in Ooh. I guess they do say a fleeting moment of empathy, and bro, they weren't kidding. But, alright, rant, rant over about that. <laughs> alright. <laughs> Okay, there was a whole episode where Finn and Jake sneak into Marcy's house for some reason. Don't remember. And she, like, she told them not to do it. And they were like, meh. (laughs) Sorry. I just think about that episode of Spongebob. The the, the cold weather one where they seal Sandy's fur, you know, Dirty Dan and Pinhead Larry. When, uh, when she's like, look, she's on the eating channel. Uh, don't... (laughs) brain where are we going what's going on what's happening what am I trying to say it's gone oh when he said when Patrick says no means yes and he like opens the door and like reveals that it's all snowy inside okay that's what I thought just now all right we took like a whole minute to try to think what that was okay Marcy told him not to go inside they said nah we're gonna go ahead and go inside I don't I again don't remember why just remember she said don't do it and they did it (laughs) Okay. They end up getting trapped in her closet, right? And it's it's kind of a fun episode just to like see how they're going to get out of the situation. But like did we have to hear her pee? Cuz that just seems weird. Like was that really necessary? Did that add anything to the story? Because it just made me really uncomf. Like I don't know. I just felt like I needed to mention that here for y'all because like, that just made me uncomf and I don't know why it was necessary to edit that like into the sound design of this show. I just don't, I don't understand. That doesn't add anything to the story. Like, okay, calm down. I just don't feel like we need to hear her pee. End of sentence. All right. I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I love the Graebles episodes. I may skip around a little bit, but I will never skip a Grables episode. Something about the old dude at the beginning gives me big Mr. Rogers vibes, and I love it. So I'm never going to skip those episodes. If my brain was not running on pure caffeine and the grace of God, I could probably come up with a really in-depth analysis of the episode Princess Monster Wife. There's something there. I just can't. I have no mental capacity to be like picking apart this episode right now but just know that it's something is there so maybe that'll be like a bonus episode that i do or something because right now it's not happening but just know that it's there i just i think that that episode is kind of cool but it's also like deeply sad (laughs) like it's messed up don't get me wrong that ice king is like taking parts of princesses and frankensteining them together that's a verb now frankensteining together to like make his own princess but it also like deep under all of that he's still simon and he still wants a life with betty he called her princess like at this point we know that right it's been established like this whole his whole character motivation is trying to find betty or like protect her or whatever but like betty that's his whole focus right that's his whole like reason for existing is her and like part of me thinks that this whole episode is Simon just playing out snippets of what he thought that their married life was going to be like. And that is so profoundly overwhelmingly sad (laughs) that like we are thousands of years in the future and under this magic and like under the control of this magic. And he's just underneath all that. He's still just a man who is in love and misses this girl. And I just, I really like this episode. And again, if we were not just running on pure caffeine and grace, I would, pick apart this episode so hard and really analyze everything that's happening, but, like, I don't have the brain space for that right now, so we're just gonna have to go with this. It's just, it's a good episode. I don't know, I feel weird saying that. It's, like, a good, it's a well-written episode. I really like that episode. I just, again, I feel like there's something there, and I could pick it apart if I had more brain space. (laughs) Okay, kind of a side note, but I really appreciate that we see PB in different outfits. Like, sometimes... The style is always the same, right? Whatever she's wearing, it's always pink. Except for that one shirt that she has of Marceline's. But, like, sometimes we see her in a dress. Or, like, a tank top. Or a pantsuit. Or whatever. It changes. And I appreciate that. Again, adding depth to these characters. And I appreciate. Alright. So, any Marceline episode... Okay, I'm gonna have to take a deep breath for this one. Because this is about to get real heavy. (laughs) Okay. I'm gonna warn y'all. This is about to get real heavy. (laughs) Like just i'm just letting you know like i typed this out fine but i feel like talking about it is going to be rough so just like again give me a little grace give me a little bit of time to get through this just i feel like this is going to hit real heavy and i'm going to try to not i'm, I'm going to just i'm going to just trudge through it i'm going to just get through it all right so like any marceline episode is going to be great obviously but are y'all ready to talk about i remember you because i don't know if i am <laughs> so a lot of what Marcy goes through with Simon is very similar to what people experience when they're losing loved ones to Alzheimer's and dementia. And if you haven't gone through that experience, I honestly and truthfully pray that you never have to because there is nothing like witnessing that happen. It's it's the most gut-wrenching thing that could happen to anyone to watch someone you love slowly forget who you are or get to the point where they know that they should know you, but they don't. They don't. It's not clicking. And again, I hope that you never have to experience that. Like, I experienced it secondhand with my grandma and my dad. Just watching her fade away week after week. And seeing him come in and, like, ask if she remembers who he is. And just see the gears turning in her head. Like, she knows who this man is, but she can't place him. And it's the most it's the most heartbreaking thing that I've ever had to watch in my entire life. Like, as a, as a 15-year-old... <laughs> I was not ready. I wasn't ready for that. And just like, I don't care. I don't care what age you are. I just hope that you never have to experience that to like watch someone fade away slowly like that. Like it's death is never easy. I'm gonna get off on a tangent for a second. But like death is never easy. And it never gets any easier. And it doesn't matter who you lose or how you lose them. It's never easy. But to what it's, again, it's completely, it's like a gut-wrenching thing to watch someone fade like that. And just like to have to be passive in it. Like there's nothing you can do, right? There's, no, there's, there's still so much that we don't know just about how the human body works and how the brain works and how everything functions. There's just so much that we just don't know. But to watch someone fade away like that and to just have to watch it just watch you can't like you can't do anything and there's days where they'll have a really good day and it gives you this weird sense of hope like oh yeah this we're we're gonna be good but like you know deep down that it's not like it's not gonna get better you're gonna have a good day but that doesn't mean that it's gonna you know that doesn't mean that everything goes away it's just it's it's always there and just like getting ready to go through it again like I I know that it's coming. I know like, there's just, again, I'm not going to get too deep into like my personal life, but like, just there's like a, a family friend that like, I just, I know, I know it's happening. I, I know it's happening, but I can't do anything about it. I just got to watch. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so again, That's what Marcy is feeling with Ice King and Simon, because it seems like he has good days and maybe he doesn't remember their whole past together. But like there's a moment in season five when the the crown gets hit by that weird anti-magic and he like reverts back to Simon, but he's dying because the crown's not because he's like a thousand years old and the crown's not keeping him alive at this point. He takes it off. And he says that he doesn't really remember anything, that everything was like a dream, but he remembers little bits of it, right? But he knows Marceline. Like, he knows that he knows her. He knows there's a history there, even if he can't remember it. And that's one of the things that I love about cartoons. And I'll keep saying it. Even if these characters aren't human, like, Marcy is a vampire. I guess Simon is a human, but, like, whatever. They're not real, is what I'm saying. The way that we're able to tell stories through animation is so raw and human, and it only takes one episode like this to connect with people. And again, I hope that you never have to experience that. I hope you never have to, like, experience the kind of thing that Marceline and Simon are experiencing together. Like I hope that you never have to go through that. But if you do, just like, I get it, man, it's, it's hard and it doesn't get any easier. To have to do it, like, again and again and again. Like, it doesn't doesn't get any easier. Anyway, I'm gonna come. All right. Sometimes it's the way that lines are delivered. Or just, like, the way a scene looks. Or the emotional impact of the delivery of a specific line, okay? I.e., she's gone from the Steven Universe finale, Change Your Mind. That specifically, for Steven, is like... Okay, hold on. I gotta take a breath. It's... 14 years of him trying to live up to this image of his mom that wasn't even real it was it wasn't even her because her whole life her whole identity as rose quartz was a lie but honestly even just thinking about the way that that line was delivered man the image of pink steven standing in the crater that is the shape of his gem not rose quartz's gem not pink diamond's gem his gem it's steven's gem it gives me chills man every time Every time I see, I see that scene or even just think about it. Like I can just think about the way that Zach Hallison delivered that line. And it's, it sends chills through my body, man. The emotion in that scene is so woven into every layer. The visuals, the absence of music behind the delivery of those two words. The way that Zack said it with such emotional weight. Everything. And these characters aren't human or even real. But we, when we are so engrossed in the way that these stories are told that we forget that... That's my favorite part of animation. That's why I love it. That's why I watch cartoons as an adult. Tell me the most human story you can possibly tell. Tell me the story of your human experience. Let me see it. Let me feel it. Let me hear it in the music. Give me good music and great backgrounds and warm colors and stellar voice acting. When all those things come together, it makes something so beautiful. And again, just so raw and human. Alright. Was that too existential? Cause I just listen, that was probably a little existential. Like again, it's it's three in the morning, yo. I'm let's get existential, alright? Let's bond. Let's have a time together. Let's go. I just I typed all this out, and I watched that scene again, and it it did it again. It just hits every single time. And it's two words, man. The amount of emotional weight that they are able to put into two words is astounding to me. But it's not a, it's not just two words. Again, in that scene, it's 14 years of buildup going into this moment. It's, it's 14 years for Steven. It's thousands of years for the Crystal Gems, right? Like, they're and. Again, just because they're under the control of White Diamond, I don't even know if they're, like, consciously, like, taking in what's going on. This is purely a moment between, like, Pink and Rose and Steven, whatever, all of them together versus, like, the literal catalyst for every shitty thing that has happened to you for the past thousand years, like... She's gone, and she is not coming back. Like you need to move on, so we can move on. <laughs> like as as a group, just again, two lines, man. She's gone, two lines. So much emotion behind those two words. Okay, Adventure Time, not Steven. I hope that there's a scene like that for me in Adventure Time. But honestly, so far, nothing I have seen in any animation will ever top the emotional weight of that scene. Except maybe Iroh hugging Zugo. Zugo? Iroh hugging Zuko at the end of Avatar again the way the emotion is conveyed in that scene is superb there's dialogue but it's minimal what really matters in that moment is that hug and the music that is swelling behind it to drive that emotion it is chef's kiss man excellent I just there's certain things that like you know that feeling where you want to experience something for the first time again? Like, I just want to go back. The the she's gone thing will always hit me, right? Like, that will always hit. It is so powerful. Same thing with the Zuko scene, honestly. Like, that will always hit. I don't know. It's the... It's not just that scene. It's like the build-up and everything that's going into... Everything that's happened before that scene. But it's also... It's it's the literal hug, <laughs> That gets me every single time. It's okay, it's the hug and it's Zuko's lines that he's delivering. He's saying like it's him coming to Iroh and being like, "Yo, I'm so sorry for everything that I did. Like, I was wrong. Everything that I've done up, up until this point has been wrong, and I just want you to know that I know that." And it's like the the attempt at reconciliation on Zuko's part and then just the absolute unconditional love and support that Iroh gives immediately without a second thought like it just I was never angry at you I was sad because I thought you'd lost your way and just like that is the most yes we love it again I kind of wish that I could experience that for the first time again but it's it's also one of those things that every time I see it it hits me harder than it did the last time and I I hope that there's something like that for me in Adventure Time okay Originally, I was going to talk about the entire story of Adventure Time so far, but now I think I'm going to save that for next week when I finish the whole show. I just have to binge it for next week. Also, when I typed that that whole like thing about like Marceline and Simon and then the like emotional weight of that scene in Steven, I was like, "Damn, that could be it. That could be that could be the end. That's like the perfect way to end it." But I decided, "No, I'm I'm going to go on. I'm going to keep talking." <laughs> So, okay. Uh, all right. Do you guys remember the episode in like season five where Bimo gets lost and he falls in love with like a bubble or something? Was that bubble voiced by the guy from Reading Rainbow? Because I swear it was. But again, too lazy to Google. Don't remember. Also at the end of that, when Jake comes out and just like pops the bubble and like, yo, Bimo and this bubble have been to hell and back together. And man, you just murdered him like it was nothing. Bruh. Oh James. Oh my god, I almost forgot to talk about James. What a hero. What an adorable idiot. I love James. That is all. That is all I have to say about him. Oh, and big drama bob bopped bopped. Come on words. Listen, I did so well articulating that entire very emotional scene and now I'm at the end and my brain's like doop 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 doop. Come on lips. <laughs> All right, big drama bomb dropped on Finn at the end of season five, huh? Like his human dad is still alive? What? That's something story related, so I'll touch on that next week. Um, Honestly, I kind of wore myself out with that whole bit about Steven. Honestly, it was worth it. I, like, could not have delivered that any better than I did. So I'm, I'm lit with that. Again, my brain is running on caffeine and grace right now. So be kind to me. <laughs> I don't. I don't really have any closing thoughts about Adventure Time. I guess um, all that I, all that I really wanted to say is that I'm glad that I decided to give this show a shot. Again, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying everything about it so far. I like the art style. I like the colors. I like the voice acting and the guest voice actors that they have. I like the story that it's telling. I'm engrossed in this world and I appreciate that because again I thought this was going to be like Code Lyoko where I was just going to be dreading the whole thing but it's not so far and it's been great and I've really enjoyed it again just very overwhelmed by the amount of story (laughs) that is being pushed into these 10 seasons and then that I am going to have to go back and talk about so again enjoying it so far very excited to finish it and get the next episode produced and up and good to go i guess yeah that was my closing thoughts about adventure time i'm gonna toss myself over into an outro i hope you enjoyed escaping into the world of adventure time with me this week if this is your first episode of mine thanks for checking it out i try to cover a variety of animated shows both new and old so make sure to check out previous episodes to find your favorite show and if you don't see it keep checking back i upload almost every saturday with a new show to talk about Also, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Kelby underscore cartoons. I've been live tweeting as I watch the shows that I cover. I have not been keeping up on Adventure Time the way that I should be. But again, it's a lot of show, man. So just bear with me. So this coming week, I plan to finish seasons 6 through 10 of Adventure Time. And then next week, I'll come back to talk about just the story of Adventure Time as a whole. I'm going to do a full overview next week of the whole show. And that's where I'm getting overwhelmed. But just, again, give me a little grace and pray that we get some good sleep this week so that I'm not doing this again next Saturday morning. It is 3 a.m. <laughs> Don't forget to follow me on Facebook. Just search Kelby's Cartoon Corner. Uh, I'll be back next week to join y'all again in the land of Ooh. Uh, so until then, happy Saturday or whatever day it is. Whenever you're listening, happy whatever. And I will see you next week for sure.